Hello and welcome to the GIST podcast. My name is Joanna Summers. I'm the Middle School High School Curriculum Coordinator and today I'm joined by two wonderful women from our high school, uh, the Vice Principal of Student Affairs, Barbara Weemers, and our high sc- one of our high school counsellors, Heather DeVore. Welcome. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. So thanks, Joe, for, for having us this afternoon to talk about wellbeing. Um, so my name is Barbara Weemers and I'm the Vice Principal for Student Affairs in the high school. And this is actually my 12th year at GIS. Prior to coming to Jakarta Intercultural School, um, I was actually in Ho Chi Minh City and before that, Bangkok. And many of you will recognise that um, my birthplace is actually Australia. So. Um, I've been here 12 years. Um, I came as a classroom teacher. Um, I'm a business and management teacher in the IB. And then I was really lucky to be able to be the head of the social studies department, then the IB AP coordinator. And I've been privileged to be in this role for seven years. Um, I've loved my time at GIS, but what I loved most is the fact that my daughter's a graduate from the class of 2014. She came as a grade eight student and had done a couple of transitions. So I'd like to hope that I often put my parent hat on as well when I talk to families about transition. She's now back in Melbourne um, and has a job, which is really exciting if you're a mum. But thank you for having us, Joe. Pleasure, Barbara. It's lovely to have you here. Heather, you're a more recent arrival here at GIS. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm actually in my second year at GIS. I came um, to GIS from the American School of Bombay, where I was for four years. Um, so this is my 16th year as a high school counselor. I just I just counted the other day to try and figure that out. <laughs> and I've been um, I've been overseas for eight of those years, and so I've worked in um, international schools, also in Ghana. Um, and in Rome and in Shanghai. And I worked in New York City before that. Um, and I've, I've been a, a counselor um, who works in high schools and works in a comprehensive model for all of that time. Um, so helping students plan for their post, uh, post-secondary careers, whether that's college or, or work, and, and also just supporting students' uh, mental health and well-being and um, their academic journey during that time. I'm here at GIS with um, my family. My husband's an English teacher, um, and my children are little. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't gone qu- through quite so many transitions yet, um, but, but my son is uh, in the early years program at GIS. Well, it sounds like you'll be well prepared when they hit those <laughs> adolescent years. Let's hope. <laughs> so you, you have, Barbara, you mentioned we are going to talk about wellbeing today, which is why we have you both on here, because you play such important roles in the high school um, with our students' wellbeing. So tell me, Barbara, what exactly is the, is the Vice Principal of Student Affairs, what exactly is the scope of your work? What is it that you spend a lot of your time doing and what, a lot of, what do you really enjoy about what you do? That's a fabulous question, Joe, and I know that we probably don't have time to talk all about the (laughs) scope of my work. So let me give you a couple of highlights. So really one of the main jobs that I try to do is really make students love their time at GIST, love their learning, and really to try and be their best selves every single day. Um, Yes, 
I know that I have a reputation for doing all of the policies and mm -hmm. yes, that's part of being the VP for Student Affairs. So just ensuring that students are making good choices. Um, our policies are not about punitive actions. They really are about the culture of our school and what we really believe in and what we focus on. Um, but I do oversee that. I also want students to be in classes. I want them to be on time. And so I do oversee attendance and tardies and things like that. But I'll be honest, the things that I love most is really about embracing individual students, making sure they're feeling great about their experiences at GIS, making sure they feel connected. Um, when we talk about, you know, what's a GIS dragon look like when they walk across that, um, that stage at graduation or when they leave prior to graduation, we really talk about student voice student advocacy. Being able to advocate for yourself is so important and we really support students for doing that. We have a fantastic activities, service and athletics program here. And um, along with the counselling team and every other teacher, we really want students to be involved. We're not a school that just teaches subjects. We really do want students to be involved um, in the whole GIS experience of being a GIS Dragon. And I really would like to hope that my job is um, best looking at that. What do I love most? I really celebrate when a little thing that you do can make a difference in students' life and they send a quick email or drop into the office and say, thank you so much, Mrs Weemers, for your support with that. Um, we see students when they celebrate and at, where they're at their best, but often in my office I also see students when they've made awful choices and they don't know how they're going to tell people that they love. And so I really embrace the opportunity to really support students through some of those times as well. And something really lovely as I walked into the room this afternoon for us to record this and the first thing Barbara said was, come on, we're going to get on to it. I've got to go and celebrate a student's birthday. And so it does, it does give an indication of the, the, the relationship that you've built with our students. Yeah. So Heather, how does a, a high school counsellor fit into all of this? What, is, yeah. what do you see your role as being here at GIS? Yeah, it's a good question because, you know, in, I've worked in a number of high schools and, and a high school counsellor um, has an overarching role, but what that looks like is different from school to school. This is actually the first school that I've worked in that has, you know, um, someone in Miss Weimer's role and, and also that has five other counsellors. Um, and so we really work as part of a collaborative team to support the well-being of students. Um, but, but here at GIST, where I mentioned earlier we have a comprehensive model, means that we work with students on um, their academic counseling as well as their social-emotional counseling. Um, and so we have um, a series of, of programs by grade level. So we work through different curriculum with students to prepare them for what comes next, that college and careers piece, to prepare them for what comes while they're at GIST. So choosing their courses, meeting graduation requirements, exploring their interests in the academic classroom. Um, and we do that through a lot of programming um, that happens in their advisory classes, um, as well as in, in optional meetings. Um, we meet with students one-on-one -on -one to check in with them. We meet on students, you know, on an as-needed, as-requested basis. And and we really, the, the work of a comprehensive counselor to me is exciting because it means you start with a student and family in ninth grade and you get to know them 
through through helping them pick their classes, through helping them navigate relationships with teachers, helping them choose activities, helping them navigate friend relationships. And you work with them through you know the end of 11th grade when you actually start that post-secondary planning process. And at that point, when you are talking about what's the right pathway for you, you know that student really well and, and can help guide them in that fit. Um, so I think the, the marriage of that social, emotional, and that academic piece works really well in, in this particular model. So I want to pick up on that social emotional piece that you that you've talked about, and this is this has become uh, this has sort of gone to the forefront of schools in recent years, and particularly here at Juice, where it's now forming part of our strategic planning, and, and it's becoming a big focus of the direction we're going. So can you talk to us a little bit about social emotional learning and its role in the classroom and in schools as well? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, social emotional learning essentially is you know helps students develop the skills that they need to to be resilient, to manage their emotions, to manage their behaviors, um, you know, to be good citizens, as it were. Um, social emotional learning is not new. <laughs> it, it has been what we are doing as educators and as parents, you know, throughout time. But I think now it is, um, it is a set of skills and competencies and frameworks that are being built to really directly address those things. Um, and and why is that important now? Well, because students don't learn in the classroom in a bubble, and, and students have to be, you know, um, understand how to calm themselves, understand how to be happy, understand how to have healthy relationships in order to understand what's happening in the classroom and be good students. And so I think there's become a greater awareness that we're, we're developing scholars and humans at the same time, and those things have to happen in tandem. And so these skills are there, these, these competencies and frameworks are there to help educators see that that's part of the teaching that we're doing. It's especially important this year because as our students are learning in different ways and facing you know, a lot of difficulties, they're also learning from their homes and, and bringing a lot more with them into the classroom than they might have previously. And so as the adults in their lives, it's important for us to understand what we're bringing into the classroom, but also to help students manage those emotions. Mm -hmm. And it certainly has been a really challenging year for our students yeah. being online. What are some of the challenges that you've seen in recent months with our students in, in, in working and learning from home? I think um, it's been a really interesting time and I think more than ever, people have, around the world have appreciated the importance of schools and the importance of connections in schools and that culture of community that schools have. Um, I think we've always talked about, oh, why can't students just stay at home and learn? Mm. And um, we've never been brave enough to do that as a school. And um, this has sort of forced that, but it's reminded us of how important that community is. So I certainly think the relationships, we pride ourselves on positive relationships, students having trusted adults in their lives. And I think that they still have that, but it's been really challenging building those relationships over Zoom, um, particularly for some of our new students that maybe have never been to the campus, um, for our new teachers even that have never miss, m met a GIST Dragon, for example. That's, that's really mm. challenging. 
Um, and I just think it's exhausting being on Zoom, being online all the time. Um, I think we find that as adults, but then often students are then doing homework for a couple of hours. Um, they're connecting with their friends um, online. So I think that has been um, really challenging. And I'm sure they love their parents very much and their families very much, but it has been challenging just being in that family bubble. And uh, I, I know, I hopefully we'll talk about, you know, what have been some of the good things, because I do think we've learned a lot about our community. And there'll be some things that I'll take from this that I actually think will become our new normal um, in my office, for example. But I think the relationships piece has been the most challenging with each other, but also with teachers um, and just um, feeling that connection. So let, let's talk about that then. What do we think, you know, we talk about developing our, our, our students to be really successful throughout their adult lives and so on. So what skills and dispositions do you think are perhaps being accelerated right now as a result of being online? I mean, I think that that resilience is the first thing that that jumps into my head. And this is something that, you know, as, as an educator who works in high schools, I've been talking about for the past couple of years. I think students you know, maybe have had to demonstrate less resilience in recent times and have had um, parents who are more involved in, in helping them sort of meet and overcome challenges. And this is a time where these challenges are unprecedented and students have to demonstrate resilience in a way, in ways that they've never really imagined having to and, you know, are experiencing losses of, of things that may seem small, losses of prom or, or a, a graduation ceremony or a new student orientation in person, you know, and, and not really having time to grieve those losses properly as, as things are moving forward. And so having to, you know, be resilient in the face of those losses and move forward with the day-to-day. -day. And I think that that's a skill and, and, a, and a positive way that students are really having to build right now. There, there's no other choice. Mm. I think another thing is self-regulation. I've been really impressed with the time management skills that our students have shown, um, turning up for classes. Yes, I know it's an expectation, but they're at home. And, and so, you know, oh, sorry, miss, my Wi-Fi wasn't working. But we don't see that. We see that real self-regulation, getting work done, committing to their studies, committing to their friendships. I've been really impressed when I've visited classes um, on Zoom and gone into breakout rooms, how kind students are being to each other and really trying to, um, that student who's not saying much, really trying to ask questions that will encourage them into the conversation. So I think that's been um, really important. And just looking for um, other ways of um, feeling connected to their community, um, and I think appreciating a little bit. I think sometimes we don't always appreciate either what we've got or what we've created. And I love talking to students who have said, I just have a different relationship with my parents now because they're working from home as well and we're just not so busy. And so we actually have time to sit down and have breakfast together and dinner together. And I really hope when 
you know, when people are back at work or people are back at school, that they still take the time um, to do that at home because the the relationships we develop with with our children when we're here, that just takes them so much onto university when you're not seeing them every day and you don't have the luxury mm. of having a meal with them every day. So I really celebrate some of the things that our students have done. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Heather, but I really have been really impressed on the whole with how our students have really risen to the occasion, and um, particularly this semester. Mm -hmm. And I think I think a lot of those those things that you've picked up on, both of you, apply equally to our early years and elementary yeah. and middle school yeah, students absolutely. too, you know, that we have three and four-year-olds who are logging on every day yeah. and being yeah. really engaged in their classes yeah. Yeah. all the way up to our 12th graders. Yeah. So yeah. It, is a, it is a wonderful thing to see in our community, the success of yeah. um, and the resilience of our students. I'd love to sit here and chat all day, but we will finish up now. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today and having a really lovely chat um, about student wellbeing and how important it is to what we do here. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks, Heather. Mm -hmm.